This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise God. The title of this sermon is Faith Basics Part 3. And faith is measurable and faith can grow. So I'm going to say this to you this morning. Your faith can grow and God wants your faith growing. Amen. And, uh, and we can measure faith. Amen. And we're going to talk about that this morning. But Hebrews 11.6 is uh, our foundational scripture for the series. And I love this scripture here. Um, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God or to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that God is, and that God is a rewarder of those who casually, that's right, diligently seek him. I'm glad you guys are reading the word. Amen. I could, I could mess you up if you're not reading it. Amen. So we're not, we're not casual seekers of God. We're diligent seekers of God. Is that right? And so God is a rewarder. I love that. And so God is, he rewards us when we pursue him. It's, it's, it's amazing. God is a rewarder when we pursue him and seek him uh, with all our hearts. Amen. And what does he want to reward us with? He wants, us, he wants to bless us. He wants to bless you with good health. He wants, you, he wants to bless you with good relationships. He wants to bless you with, can I say finance, finances. Amen. Do you believe that God wants to bless you with finances? So God wants to bless you in every area of your life. Amen. And so and so we know that Jesus paid the price for us to walk in that blessing. But we can we can uh, enact the blessings of God. And how we how do we do that? By pleasing God. You know, when I get up in the morning, you know, and I, I and I pray and I worship God, you know, my heart's desire is to please God. Amen. Amen. And I hope that's your heart's desire. I hope you have a heart to please God. Amen. The Bible talks about, you know, that if we have fear of man, you know, fear of man is trying to please man. But fear of God is pleasing God over man. Amen. And so that's my, what I endeavor to do is try to live a life that's that's well pleasing to God. What is the Bible says when we're when our life is well pleasing to God? It actually says that he'll make even our enemies be at peace with us. Amen. So that's that's great. So we see in Hebrews eleven five. Uh, we see, uh, uh, you know, a little account of Enoch in his life with God. Now, Enoch um, is an Old Testament character. And it says, uh, and this is uh, right before I just read to you Hebrews 6. And it says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wow. So we see here that there's a reward here. And this reward here uh, is that Enoch escaped natural death. See, God can do it any way he wants to do it. He can, he can write the rules. He can amend the rules a little bit. He, if he wants to bring somebody to heaven, God has the power and the ability to do it. He doesn't have to do it a certain way. And with Enoch... Enoch was walking with God, fellowshipping with God. Obviously, he was living for God. And, and, it, and the Bible says that he pleased God. And God said, that's it. I got to have him in heaven. I, I got to bring him to heaven. He's not even going to see death. 
Amen. I, I, I believe that's with us today. I, I believe that we're in the last days. How many people believe that we're possibly in the last of the last days? Amen. I mean, we, we are in some, you know, the Bible talks about treacherous times. We're, 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 we're in times where, you know, our liberties are being eroded. Can I get an amen here? But thank God we can pray for our government. Amen. We can pray and, and believe God that he's working in the midst of every dark situation out here. And so we, we got we got to believe that 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 there's good that God can bring out of the darkness. Amen. And so Jesus is coming back and 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 I believe that Jesus is coming back for the saints that are ready. Some people think, well, it's automatic. Well, I, I believe you've got to believe and be looking for Jesus. Amen. I believe you need to be living a life pleasing to Jesus. Uh, I, I, I believe that you don't need to be backslidden in some kind of club, you know, you know, and, and you, you're out of church. I don't know if Jesus is picking you up. Amen. You might be shrinking back at his appearing. The Bible says we don't want to shrink back. At the appearing of Jesus. In other words, we should be looking for that blessed hope. Amen. What's the blessed hope? Jesus split in the eastern sky. He's coming back, saints. And you know what? He's getting the church ready. And I believe the church is getting, you know, this is Pentecost Sunday. I believe that the church is getting ready. God's about ready to pour down his spirit in such degrees. Amen. That we're going to be talking different. We're going to be walking different. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The things that used to pull you down and keep you bound up, they're being loosened in the last days. Amen. No more bondage. Glory to God. You believe that today? I believe that. I believe the power of God. The Bible says in the last days, I'm going to keep preaching this. You probably heard this. I said this last week. It says in the last days that God will pour out his spirit on the church. I know his wrath is coming, but his spirit and goodness is coming first. Amen. Amen. His wrath is coming. We're saved from the wrath of God to come, the Bible says. Isn't that good news? So there is a wrath of God. But we're not going to experience it. Why? Because Jesus is coming back to pick us up. Glory to God. And then the seven year tribulation. Amen. And, uh, you know, I'm a pre-tribber myself. I believe that we're not going to experience the suffering. Amen. That God's not coming back for a beat up bride. Amen. He's coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Can I get an amen? So 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 we see that that the faithfulness of Enoch caused them to be uh, raptured, you know, in the Old Testament. Amen. And we see this also that um, uh, that uh, that uh, the next person was uh, Noah. And we see that Noah was a preacher of righteousness in Hebrews eleven seven, And it says, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So we see here that Noah, we know he was a righteous preacher. He pleased God and and the reward, the payoff for pleasing God, walking with God was the salvation of his family. Amen. Can I get an amen? Now, you know, I'm going to say this. Your family, maybe, maybe you have some relatives. Maybe, I, I'm talking about immediate family. Maybe your kids aren't, aren't acting the right way. 
Uh, I believe there's a promise in the scriptures that says you and your household will be saved. I, I, I believe that. And I have to keep believing that no matter how bad our, 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 our relatives may be acting or our children. I, I believe, you know, that God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And it says his son, our sons and daughters will be prophesying. I'm, I'm, I'm believing for that. I'm keeping my faith online for that. And in Acts 16, 30 to 31, this is an account of, uh, you know, Paul and Silas when they were in prison. And, you know, in the midnight hour, they were worshiping the Lord. And guess what happens when you start worshiping God? It breaks chains. Amen. It opens prison doors. Glory to God. So they were worshiping the Lord. And what happened, the, uh, the, the prison guard noticed all the, the, the doors were open. And uh, glory to God, he noticed all the doors were open and uh, and none of the prisoners left. They all stayed put. Yes. Somebody say that's God. that's God. And that and that and that warden of that prison almost killed himself. And Paul said, do yourself no harm. We're all in here. Yes. And so and then and then what he says here in Acts 16, 30, 31, uh, the, the, the man uh, said, uh, he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? This is interesting. When people start seeing the power of God in manifestation, they know there's a God in heaven. And I'm telling you, when God starts manifesting his presence and his power through the church, glory to God, people are going to say there is a God. I'm telling you, when the, when the Holy Spirit starts revealing to you words of wisdom and knowledge to help people, they're going to know there's a God in heaven that knows who they are. Amen. Amen. And so we see here that in Acts 16, he says, and he brought them out. He says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? I, I like that. I like people coming to me. What must I do to be saved? Instead of me trying to talk somebody into salvation. Amen. And, uh, and, he's th- and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. Hello. These are scriptures. I, you know, you know, you say, well, what about free will, pastor? Yeah, I know about free will and God gives us free will. But God can, God can, he can move. He can, he can move on the hardest of hearts. He can soften the hardest of hearts and bring people into a place where they're loving him. You're here this morning. Some of you probably were a little hard-headed. I'm still a little hard-headed. God's still working. Is God still working on you, some of you guys? He's working on me. I, I, I can be hard-headed. I can be stubborn. Amen. But thank God, uh, I, I, uh, you know, when, when things aren't going my way, I start, I start getting back on my knees and say, God, what's going on? Help me. Amen. That's a good place to be. Amen. And so I want to talk to you about, first of all, that faith, uh, and I've talked about this in the first session, faith doesn't just come by believing for it or seeing miracles, but that does help our faith. But faith, faith comes by only one way, it's by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And this, I'm going to say this, why church is so important is because a lot of times you're, when you're in a church service, there's a corporate anointing and there's a presence of God that's unlike watching it online. I thank God for all those that are watching it, but you can get distracted watching online. 
Amen. And, and it's easy just because there's a lot of distractions in the household. And thank God that we're able to do this. But, you know, there's something about corporate anointing and corporate presence. And see, when God illuminates a word to you when I'm ministering, that could it could actually radically change your life. One word from God, one person said, can change your life. One, let me, let me preface it this way. One anointed word from God. God can, can loose whatever bondage you may be dealing with just by one anointed word. Do you believe that today? And I'm telling you that when I get into the word of God, sometimes I'm dealing with issues. Sometimes God will just bring me to one scripture and I read it and it set me free. Amen. And so, so we see this, that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the greatest way we're going to walk in faith is by hearing the word of God. But more than that is by us speaking God's word and hearing ourselves say it. Look at your neighbor and say, say it. And so when we start saying, when we start quoting the scriptures, amen, out of our own mouth, not just listening, but quoting the scriptures, whenever the enemy starts attacking you, you need to learn to quote some scriptures. Amen. amen. Whenever you're attacked with pain by Jesus stripes, I am healed. You need to quote some scriptures. Amen. Whenever you're Tired, don't say you're tired. <laughs> say, let the weak say they're strong. You start quoting some scriptures. And it's good to, how did Jesus make it through his wilderness when he was tested? He said, it is written. He, he quoted the word to the devil. The devil plays mind games. So the devil will speak to your mind, always trying to contradict the word of God, trying to get you to question God's goodness, his love and his mercy. So so you got to You got to You got to You got to figure out, you know, where this thought is coming from. Is it coming from you? Is it coming from the enemy? Or is it, or if it's a good thought, it normally comes from God. If hey, men, if, if, if you get a thought to take out the trash, it's not coming from the devil. If you get a thought to just tell your wife you love your wife, that, that's probably not coming from the devil. <laughs> that's coming from, from God. Amen? If you even have a, a, just a desire just to give your wife a kiss, that could be from God. Okay? Could be from God. Amen? amen. Can, can I get an amen with the ladies in here? Is romance dead? In, 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 no, no, romance. We got to keep the romance fired up. Amen? I was looking at my wife the other day and she just was looking, looking so beautiful to me. Amen. And I just said, I need a kiss. That's right. <laughs> I didn't get slapped. Glory to God. I used to get slapped trying to, do, trying to pull that on. Okay, that was in my old days. But anyway, we'll, we'll keep moving forward on this message. Amen. And uh, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So the greatest way we're going to walk in faith is by speaking God's promises or his word. That's why we have those uh, confession sheets out there. Amen. So you can confess the word of God. Joshua 1 8 says it this way. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So here, uh, you know, uh, Joshua was giving a formula for success and meditating is just basically muttering the word of God. 
It's speaking the word of God. Amen. It, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, um, not being like Fred Flintstone. He gets upset and say, racka, fracka, racka. Remember he used to do that? Anybody ever used to watch the Flintstones? Amen. Under your breath. No, no, you might need to start praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. When things are going wrong, start praying, start speaking the word of God. Start speaking that you have the love of God, that you have the patience of God. Amen. That you have the patience of Job. Amen. Just keep speaking those things. Amen. So, so let's continue. You have to meditate on that word day and night. And then it says, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Amen. So we're going to talk about faith and uh, how to activate your faith this morning. I've been talking about it all through the sessions of faith. And in Mark eleven twenty two to 24 says it this way. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Or actually it's written this way, have the God kind of faith. So, so, so God wants us to have faith like him. Amen. Amen. God wants us to act like him. He doesn't want us acting like the devil. Amen. So we want to act like God as in. In other words, God is merciful. God is loving. God is long-suffering. God is kind. Have you ever studied out how good God is? I mean, he's merciful. He's, he, his goodness reigns on the just and the unjust. I mean, God's good. God's merciful. He's loving. He's kind. And so, so you're loving. You're merciful. Can I get an amen here? <laughs> you're kind. Amen. You're going to start acting like God. Amen. Amen. You don't hold grudges. You don't hold uh, things against people. Glory to God. Amen. You don't you don't harbor ill will or bitterness. Amen. And so we want to act like him. And so it says, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. For surely I say to you, what whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. See, that's where we get in trouble is when we start to doubt. But believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And that's where we get in trouble. We just don't believe we have them yet. And you need to put your faith in the now and, and your prayers in the now and start believing that God's making it work today. Amen. In other words, have now faith. So I love this. This is talking about that our faith can move mountains and those mountains are the obstacles that the enemy at times will try to put before us to keep us from walking out the plans and the purposes of God for our life. You know, God's plan and purpose for your, your life is good plans and purpose. He wants you blessed. He wants you healthy. He wants you to have an abundant supply. He wants you to have good relationships. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? That's his will. He wants you to walk out his will. Amen. It's threefold will. It's a threefold blessing. Amen. And so, so we need to understand that our words can affect the problems that are trying to come against us and we can speak to our mountains and we command those mountains to leave and they have to leave. We have to have faith in our own words. Can I say it again? We have to have faith in our own words that our words have power. Amen. And then we need to have faith in the name of Jesus. Sometimes I just, I, I don't know. I mean, when was the last time you enacted the name of Jesus? When was the act, last time you said in the name of Jesus? Amen. I remember that uh, uh, there was a, there was, I had an altercation with a person outside the church. Everybody was gone. And uh, uh, I think I may have told you about this, but he got a little angry with me. And, um, and, um, 
he picked up a rock and it was, he was going to smash my head in with it. Amen. And I just looked at him and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I got short man syndrome. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm picked on. So I learned to, I'm, you know, I got almost a chip on my shoulder at times. You know, you're not going to hit me, you know. And I just moved right in like, are you going to hit me with that rock? You know, and, uh, and, and he was picking that rock up and, and Yin was there and Yin says, in the name of Jesus, put that rock down. And he's like this. Dropped it. And my wife saved me that day. <laughs> she, she, I didn't even think about using the name of Jesus. I was just, just like, I didn't know. I, I, you know, you know, us men, you know how we can be at times. You know, we can just lose our temper. You know, we, we're, we're tough, right? And, but she said, in the name of Jesus. And that, and that guy put that rock down, you know. I'll tell you, there's power in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that today? You've got you to gotta believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. Think about this in Mark 16, 15, uh, 15 through 18. Uh, this is Jesus, and this is right before he, he ascends into heaven. And he gives the disciples a, you know, commission. And he says, guys, I'm going back to heaven. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be at the right hand of the Father. I'm going up, but I'm going to give you a commission. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel of the good news to every creature he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Somebody say, I'm a believing believer. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. In the name of Jesus, what will they do? What will we do in Jesus' name? We'll cast out demons. I'm telling you, yeah, demons are out here. Yeah, demons will try to get on people. Demons will, will make people sick. The Bible says there's demons of oppression and demons of sickness that, that needs to be dealt with. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Jesus dealt with these demons that cause people to uh, kids and uh, they got on kids. They got uh, demons will get on people. But you got the name of Jesus and you can command them to go in Jesus name. Do you believe that today? Amen. And it says here that, and that's the first sign that will follow in the name of Jesus, uh, that, that the sign will be that we'll cast out demons, that we'll speak with new tongues. You know, that's more than just us having good language and, and not cursing. Amen. It's good not to curse. Amen. And, uh, and, but, but, but speaking new tongues, that's what Pentecost is all about. That's when, when in the day of Pentecost, you know, Jesus said uh, to the disciples, you know, Jesus ministered for 40 days after he was resurrected from the dead, right? Over 500 people saw Jesus alive. And, uh, and, and, so, and so he was there 40 days. And, and, and then he told his disciples to go to the upper room and wait until you're endued with power from on high. The reason why some of us aren't walking in the power like we need to, because we're not waiting on the Lord long enough. Okay, I'm preaching today. In other words, we just want drive-through prayers. We just want to say a little prayer. But it, there, it takes time to cultivate a relationship. It takes, it's, a, it's a time process. And Jesus said, wait. He didn't tell him how long to wait. Think about this. After about three days, some of us may have left. It may have been more than five. They, they say it was 120 people in the upper room. But, but it was over 500 people that saw Jesus. It could have started out with 500 people in the upper room. And then after three days, maybe some left. And after five days, like, I don't, nothing's happening. 
And then after, after seven days, that was it. Do you, could you imagine the ninth day? People were, were checking out on the ninth day. But then on, on the tenth day, they were in the upper room and the power of God came in. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, the power of the God came in and like a mighty rushing wind. And fell upon all those that were in that room. And, and tongues of fire came. And they started speaking in a heavenly language. Glory to God. But more than just speaking in a heavenly language, they got boldness. And I'm telling you, we need boldness in the end days. Glory to God. I'm telling you that the, the enemy is trying to cower down Christians, keep us locked down. I'm telling you, we need to stand in boldness. That's what, that's what God told Joshua when I read that. Joshua, he said, be strong and courageous to possess your land. You've got to get bold. And the only way you're going to get bold is having, being filled with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. Being filled with the Spirit of God. You know, uh, you know, Stephen was a man that was full of wisdom, full of spe- the Spirit of God, and he was full of power. Of course, he was the first martyr. Amen. But I'm telling you, Jesus stood up that day when he was backing down those Pharisees, telling them they were stiff neck. They were just like their fathers of old, always resisting the Holy Spirit. And they got so angry, they picked up stones and they stoned Stephen. But 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 uh, Jesus stood up, the Bible says, and saw saw the faith of Stephen. He had a glorious ending. Glory to God. How many people want to pray to be a martyr? Have a okay. No martyr, no martyrs in here. You can say, I'm, I'm, I'm being a martyr. I got to live with my spouse. No, don't go there. Don't go there. We'll, we'll continue. No, I am a martyr. Okay. Don't go. Don't, don't tell me that. Amen. We'll, we'll keep moving on. We'll keep moving on. So, so we see this, that, that there's power in the name of Jesus. There's, there's power. And, and so that says that we can, uh, these signs will follow those who will cast out demons, speak in new tongues. Amen. We speak, uh, pick, uh, take up any serpents. They will uh, not hurt us. And if we drink any deadly thing, uh, it won't hurt us. And we can lay hands on the sick. And what will happen? The sick will recover. How do we do this? In the name of Jesus. Look at your hands. Say, there's a miracle in my hands. Amen. God has anointed you to lay hands on the sick, to cast out demons, to set people free. I love this, what it says in in John 16, 23 and 24. It says, in that day, you ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask in the Father in my name, I will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you receive and your joy may, may be made full. Listen, sometimes when I'm speaking to my mountains, when I'm speaking to my problems or the problems are tr- that try and drag me down, I will speak to them to get out of my way and I will add the, 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 the most important part in the name of Jesus. Not just get out of my way, but get out of my way in the name of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You got to enact the name of Jesus in, in your talking every day. You need to start speaking the name of Jesus. And when you do, you throw the entire book at the enemy. Do you believe that today? Amen. Philippians 2, 10, 11 says it this way, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and those in heaven 
and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love that. So this tells me that in the name of Jesus, every, every person in heaven, on earth or under earth, will have to bow to that name. Think about that. Even if they don't even serve Jesus, everybody's going to bow to Jesus. Everybody's going to bow to Jesus. Why? Because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Now, let me talk to you about our faith is measurable. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly. And the love of every one of you all abound towards each other. I love that. So, so here in Thessalonians, Paul is saying to the Thessalonian church that their faith grows exceedingly. In other words, God doesn't want us stagnant in our faith. God doesn't want us just coasting in our faith. In other words, we need to keep moving forward and believing God. Amen. Anybody believing God in here for something? You need to continue to start believing God. Keep believing God. If you bought bought a house, believe God to pay off the mortgage. Bought a car, put it on on payments, believe God that you're going to pay it off early. Start believing God. Start putting your faith in in operation. Believe God. God. Amen. And so so we need we need to start increasing our faith. So our faith is measurable. Let's look at this. It says that that he's in Luke 12, 22 and 12, Luke 12, 22 and verse 28 uh, reading down. It says that he said to his disciples, this is Jesus. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. And so in Matthew 6, Jesus also talks about that. It's also talked about in Matthew 6 is that that, that the Gentiles worry about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear. But we're not supposed to be like the world. In other words, we're not supposed to be worrying about stuff. Amen. We're not even supposed to be worrying. I really believe that that this is talking about don't worry about the future. How many how many times the devil is trying to get us to worry about tomorrow? Worry about what may happen tomorrow. What could come down the pike tomorrow? No, no, no. Don't let the enemy get you worrying about tomorrow. God will give you faith for today. So Luke 28, it says this. If then God so clothed the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? O you of little faith. Okay. so what is this saying here? Well, I believe what this saying is, is that that. We're, we're supposed to be faith people. And when we're allowing worry, you know, I, I think about my, I think my wife is probably more of a faith giant than me. Amen. Because she never worries. I'm always seem like I'm nitpicking. I'm, I'm worried, you know, something, you know, I'm always talking about something might go down. I'm always thinking the worst. Anybody ever, anybody like that out there? Think the worst. Like if it's, if something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen to me, you know. If I, you know, if I get to the parking lot, I probably be, I, I won't have a close parking spot. You know, if, you know, if I get to the store and, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to return something, they're probably going to give me a hard time. You know, you, any, anybody like that out there? Or you just think, the, yeah, I'm like that. At times. But my wife, she's so laid back. 
She's never worried. I'm thinking, she must be a great faith person. <laughs> I'm praying all the time. She, she doesn't even spend a lot of time with the, as much time as I do in the Word. And she seems like she's more cool and all hell could be breaking loose. And she's all calm. And I'm like, and I'm almost ready to go spastic. I said, I need to spend more time with God. You know, some of us that, that worry, tend to worry about more and need to spend more time with God. <laughs> I need more time with God. Amen. I don't know about you. Maybe you're not, maybe you're not the worrying type. Amen. And God doesn't want us to be wor- worriers. He wants us to be warriors. Right. And, uh, and so, and so, and so I, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, man, all hell's breaking loose in our house, you know. Christian's doing something, you know, throwing stuff. And my wife is pretty calm, cool, and collective. And I'm about ready to go ape. You know, I'm thinking, man, she has great faith. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, so we, we, need, we need to understand this, that, that, that great faith comes by not worrying. So, so little faith comes by worrying about everything that's going to happen. Amen. We don't want little faith. We want great faith. I like what it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says here, trust in the Lord with some of your heart. That's right. Trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, this is what gets us in trouble is we figure it out ourselves. And we're leaning on our own understanding because we we do. We checked it all out, figure it all out. And we and we say, okay, that's it. But listen, it says lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So so listen, when we're worrying, a lot of times we're not trusting we're not trusting God. You know, you, you, need, you need to trust God. He, 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 God is with you. He's for you. Uh, he has you in the palm of his hand. And, 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 and he, will, he will be with you to accomplish those things that you need to accomplish in him. Do you believe that today? You know, and, and you need to believe that. And, and, and so we, 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 we need to just trust God. So a lot of times what the enemy is trying to do is get us not to trust God. In Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You know, praise God, you know, I, you know, with this lockdown and all this, I'm thinking, how much longer is it going to be until I can get to my restaurant? You know, am I being, am I being kind of, can I be real this morning? I, I, I feel for all the people that, some of the people that are catching it, I feel for it. But, you know, 99% of the people that catch it come through it and they're okay. It's just that 1%. And, and you know, I, I'm not downing the 1%, you know, but, but 99% make it through. The odds are very high. And if you're a Christian, the odds are higher because you're divinely protected. So just don't look at the natural odds. Oh, I might get it because of the odds here. They're saying 5%. No, no, no. The odds are 100%. You're not going to get it. Why? Because you have the blood of Jesus covering you. You've got the name of Jesus. You've got the word of God. And you're speaking it every day. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, 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 and you're not going to get it. Amen? You're protected. So he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving... See, we've got to put our thankfulness in there. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So, so if you're going to worry, just don't pray. And if you're going to pray, don't worry. And one of the things is that if you pray, you've got to make sure you're not just praying the problem. Because if you're always praying the problem, you're going to worry. You've got to start praying the promise. 
You need to find the scriptures and say, my, it says here, me and my household will be saved, Lord. And I'm believing it also says that you're going to pour your spirit out on my sons and daughters. Glory to God. And I believe it. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't say, Lord, you know what's going on. <laughs> and you keep saying, talking to him about what's going on. It, pretty soon your faith will get depleted and you will have worry in your prayer time. But but no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, I know David used to give the problem in Psalms. He would say, Lord, the enemy is doing this and that. But normally at the end, he would say, but you, Lord, you are great. You are mighty. You are glorious. You can bring us through this. You can bring me through this. So we always want to end our prayers in a positive note. It says in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, it says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting some of your care, all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. So, so, so here, the, the, the really an act of humility is giving our problems to God. An act of pride is saying, I can handle my own problems. That's that that's saying you're saying when we say I don't really need God, when we when we become a prayerless Christian and we're not praying, we're not seeking God. What we're saying is we can handle life ourselves. But I'm going to say this, that you as a Christian, you are a you are a target for the devil. And and, and, and when you when you gave your life to Jesus, you became an enemy and a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And, you know, and, and, and the enemy, what he's going to do, he's going to keep he's going to keep hammering you. He's going to hammer you. There's going to be times where he's gonna, there's, he's going to ease off, but he's going to come back and try to hammer you. And you're going to have to learn to stand in some faith. You're going to have to learn to back him down. You're going to have to learn to speak some word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the devil likes to beat up on people. And he's a bully and he will try to bully us and keep us down in fear and keep us cowering us down. But no, we need to rise up out of these ashes of defeat and keep moving forward into the place that God wants us to move into. Glory to God. We got to be like those leopards, you know, in the Old Testament. Remember those leopards? The, the, the city was, was besieged and uh, they weren't allowing food to come in and the, and the city was starving and the leopards were in there, you know, it was three of them and they said, you know, one said to the other, why should we sit here and die? And they said, you know, that's that's not with us. Why sit here and die? And they said, you know, the enemy might have some food. And so what's the use if we if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go there, we might die. But at least we're we're, at least we're going to die trying. See, see, you know, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die in faith. I'm going, to tr- I'm going to die speaking the promises of God. I'm going to die speak, you know, you know, walking in the word of God. I'm going to die being obedient to God. Amen. If I'm going to die. Amen. Amen. And, and so they said, okay, you know, let's just perhaps. And, and, and they got up and as they started marching towards the enemy's camp, the Lord revealed to the enemy that there were horses and chariots coming, a sound of horses and chariots. And the enemy got so freaked out, they, they, they ended up, uh, I think, beating themselves up and leaving the place and leaving all the plunder. And guess what? I'm telling you, those, those uh, three heroes that pressed forward and they weren't worrying about dying. We need to quit worrying about dying and start living. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We need to stop worrying about dying and start living. And then so they, they, so they, they, they pushed through and they walked in that camp. And I'm telling you, there was plunder, there was food, there was fried chicken. There was, I'm telling you, they were tearing it up. And they said, you know, we shouldn't keep this all to ourselves. Amen. I'm telling you, there is a promised land for those that walk in boldness and that's not willing to shrink back, but press in. Those that keep pressing in to the things of God, you will enter that promised land. It may be a process. You may have to wait 10 days. You may have, it may be a process of time. Because my Bible says through faith and patience. Pastor, did you have to go with patience this morning? Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. There's a process to the promises of God. So, so we see that. We see here uh, that an act of humility is um, not allowing worry to get us into a place of lockdown. Amen. Uh, let's look at this story here. Jesus walking on the water. It's Matthew 14, 22 through 32. We're just going to read this account here because we need, we need to put some faith in action here. And uh, it says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go before him to the other side. Why? He sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. See, that's a good place. You know, Jesus went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Amen. In other words... People can drain you. Life can drain you. We need to get into our mountain. It might be. Anybody have a prayer closet in here? Any prayer? Do you get into that prayer closet? Amen. You move this. You know, I mean, people actually literally go into their closet and pray. Glory to God. Some of us with children, that's the only place we we can get away from that. Amen. And, uh, and we need to have that mountain, that place to pray, because why? We can be drained. That's where we get refilled. Amen. And it says, now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea. He sent his disciples off in a boat, tossed by the uh, waves, for the wa- a wind was contrary. Now the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. And, you know, that's interesting in the fourth watch. And how come it's always the fourth watch? How come it's always the very end and Jesus saves us? Glory to God. And so it says the fourth night of watch, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. So they were freaked out seeing Jesus on the water. And Peter answered him and said, uh, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And he began, he, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith. We're talking about faith can be measured and he says, oh, you a little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So we see here that that Peter had bold faith and bold faith is stepping out on the word of God when nothing is underneath you. In other words, it's always a risk to walk in faith because there's a risk that it might not happen. I remember that um, uh, I went to a Joyce Myers uh, meeting 
And I had Michael Nunes with me. Uh, Thomas, I think, was with me. And there was, was there somebody else? With, somebody else. I can't think of who it was. And, um, and so we went to, uh, and, and, they, and we got there a little late, not really early. And, um, and I have seat faith. Not seed faith, but seat faith. And I said, we're going to sit up front. And, um, and uh, uh, they said, we are? I said, yeah, we're going right up front. You know, we saw some special seating up there. And, um, and while I was saying that, I was, uh, a little sweat was beating off my forehead. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. You know? And I just said, hey, we're going to go sit up front. We're going to get front row seats. And, you know, I'm the leader. It better work. Or I'm going to be looking like mud. You know what I'm talking about? And so I'm walking up there, you know, and, and there's the, the, the guards, you know, because, you know, all these big speakers have their guards, you know, their, their ushers and all that, you know, the big bouncers. And, uh, and, they're, and they're all policing the place. And I come up, what do you want? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, you know, not really. But, and, and they said, what, what do you need? I said, I said, see those seats right there, right behind Joyce Meyer's husband? Those are seats that me and my posse want. And the guy looked at me like, okay, who are you? I'm a child of the Most High God. That's who I am. You know, all right, all right. you got it. <laughs> they sat us right there. They sat us right there. I was right behind Joyce Meyer's husband. He was drinking a Perrier. Almost went out. I like Perrier, almost, but I didn't do it. But, uh, but, you know, we got the front row seats. What? Faith will take you in the front of the line. We're, we're, we're just, just, just walking in the natural will put you in the back of the line. Are you here when I say today? Faith, God does that. Remember that, guys? Was I a hero that day? I was a hero. But anyway, faith will make you a hero. Faith will bring you to a place, I'm telling you, in the, in the sweet spot of life. Faith will get you in the sweet spot of life. And we see here that Peter, what happened was he was doing good with his faith, but he, but he started focusing, you know, he, from Jesus. Jesus, as, as his eyes was on Jesus, he was doing good. But then he started looking around and he got distracted. And what the enemy will do is keep us distracted from the purpose that God has placed in our lives. Our purpose is to walk with God and bear fruit. And the enemy will try to keep us from our purpose or get us distracted from our purpose in life. And so we got to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep moving forward. Amen. We got to keep look, keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes focused on Keep moving towards Jesus every day of our life. How do we do that? Through studying the word, by worshiping God, by praising God, by speaking his word, by witnessing uh, to people out in the highways and byways. That's that's moving towards Jesus by expecting Jesus to come any minute to split the eastern sky because you're the faithful follower of God. And so it was doubt that caused Peter to sink. And so the enemy will get us to doubt. I started doubting, like, when is this lockdown going to end? It's going to probably go on forever. Anybody ever said that? It, it was just me. I'm like, my Lord, Jesus, help me. I was like, I was like the disciples when they said, the disciples, Jesus said, you know, uh, Peter said, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times 70? And, 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 uh, or, or, or seven times? And Jesus said, no, not seven times. It's seven times 70. And then, they, then each of them all, you know, in, in, in unison said, help my faith to forgive, right? Give me more faith. To, it takes faith to forgive people. 
It takes faith to let people to let it go. Amen. Let's look at let's look at great faith. And I'm, I'm closing down here. Great faith here is this centurion that met Jesus on the road. Now, Jesus in Matthew 8, 5 through 13, this centurion came to Jesus and the centurion had a paralyzed, uh, tormented uh, servant at his house. And the centurion asked Jesus to uh, heal his servant. And what was interesting in that day, Jesus was going to people's homes praying for people and laying hands on the sick. And so Jesus was so cool about this. As soon as this centurion asked him, will you heal my servant? Uh, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. I mean, that's amazing. Jesus is all about setting the captives free. That's what we need to be about. And, and, then, and then, then the the man says here, the centurion said, I'm a man under authority. I know how authority works. I say to this man, he goes this way. And I say this and they do this. And, and he said, all you have to do is speak the word. And I believe my servant will be healed. And Jesus was like, this man is out of the box faith. This man just believes that I can just speak the word. I mean, everybody knows I go around and I touch people and I heal people that way. And I go to people's homes and that's my traditional way of healing people. But, but this centurion figured something out. He said, no, I believe you got ultimate power. I believe you can speak and, and, and heal somebody that's miles away. Amen. I, I, I believe you got I, I believe you have the power just to speak the word. And another thing is centurion said, I'm not worthy to be even uh, for you to even come to my house. He humbled himself under Jesus. And Jesus said, oh, man, she said, people like you are going to dine at the table in heaven with with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. People like you that have faith are going to be walking in heaven. But there's going to be other people that just don't believe that won't walk with God that that don't believe that Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and they're going to be thrown in outer darkness. Somebody say, I'm a believing believer. And, and so Jesus is saying, this man right here qualifies for king to live in the kingdom. I'm telling you, when you start walking in faith and Jesus, and Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. This great faith is takes God's word and believes it. So what do we need to do? We need, we need to continue to speak God's promises. We need to continue to speak his word, regardless of even if nothing seems like it's working. I remember that, uh, let me just finish up with this one story. This one uh, lady went to this healing service and, and um, Brother Hagen was ministering and, and uh, uh, he had a healing anointing and he's seen many people healed at, at his services, but he prayed for this lady's daughter that had problems with her legs. It was some kind of disease she grew up with and she couldn't walk. She was, she, her, her legs were like paralyzed. And so, um, and so he, uh, Brother Hagen prayed and the power of God went into the little girl. And, but, but there was no physical evidence of her healing. And so she took the little girl home. And the next morning as her uh, ritual is that she would bathe the kid and she 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 drew the water and put her uh, daughter in the bathtub and her legs were, you know, skinny, not, you know, working. And um, she said, oh, Lord, I thought I thought Brother Hagen had an anointing to heal. And and uh, and the spirit of the Lord spoke to her and said, do you believe that Brother Hagen's a man of God? 
do you believe what he said was a lie last night? She says, no, I don't. I, I believe he is a man of God. And I believe that he laid hands on, on my daughter. And I believe the power went in her. I believe that she's, she's healed. As soon as she said that, the power of God hit her daughter's legs. And she heard like sticks breaking. And her legs became normal. And she was healed. Glory to God. What am I saying this morning? I'm saying just because there's a delay doesn't mean there's a denial. Just because you've been waiting for a time and you haven't seen anything yet. Keep your faith of keep your switch of faith turned on. Keep believing regardless. Sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. Sometimes the, the, the situations in life seem to get worse before they get better. But that's only that only tells me that the devil is all shook up. And, he's, and all he can do is try to shake some things up. But I'm telling you, it's, it, it may get worse before it gets better, but it's going to get better. And I'm telling you, it's going to get better for, for the church. It's going to get better for our nation. God's going to bring out uh, good out of what the enemy means for harm in this lockdown, in this coronavirus. I'm telling you, God's going to bring good out of it. He's, he's raising up a mighty people of faith that's going to walk in boldness, that's going to walk in who they are in Christ. And I'm telling you, you're going to be that glorious church. You believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness this morning. And Father God, I thank you, Father, for those that are in the audience and those that are watching. And and God's power is real. And God's power is enacted by his word and believing his word. And, and, And the Bible actually says that today is a day of salvation. This is your day. This is your day of breakthrough. This is your day for God to work miracles in your life. So so maybe you have not actually believed to the extent of seeing anything, or maybe you have not confessed the lordship of Jesus. I'm telling you, it begins by confessing the lordship of Jesus in your life. And if you do that, I'm telling you, God can radically change your life, change your family, get purpose in your life. Say this if you're ready to move forward in God and see some miracles this year. Say this, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross. For my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I turn from sin and I turn fully to you, Jesus, the Son of God. And I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.